All right. How are we doing, everybody? Uh, uh, another Nat Daddy interview, except you guys will actually get to see this one. Uh, and that's uh, so Brian Bucioletto, uh, the writer of Chicken Devil. Um, how's it going, Brian? It's going all right. Can't complain. Thanks for having me on here. No, no Yeah, problem. we do Thanks appreciate it. And, and did Tyler did address you as the, the writer of Chicken Devil, but I'd like to point out uh, you're, you're more than that. I, I just want to say you're a, a comic creator. It was I was trying to know maybe fit a title for your for your name in that. And you have too many umbrellas that you do. Uh, you do editing. You've done cover work. You've done interior work. Uh, you're, you've acted in movies. You're doing some direct. Uh, you just told us that you sold uh, sold some work that's being worked on. How about you give us a, a little bit of info about yourself? Hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I consider myself a writer and creator. Um, and, you know, I, I don't feel like there are any sort of boundaries in terms of format. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm most well known, obviously, for uh, comic book stuff and probably uh, for the DC work I did, you know, on Batman and Flash mm -hmm. and stuff like that and Justice. Um, I've done a number of creator-owned stuff uh, that I'm really proud of, including, obviously, uh, Chicken Devil with Aftershock. Um, and, you know, I've done a, a fair bit of uh, the Hollywood grind, uh, which usually involves, you know, writing things either for money or not for money, um, and then uh, praying there's a one-a-million chance that they get produced. So uh, that's just kind of, <laughs> I think that's the life of a creator. So that's kind of me. Uh I kind of have this uh, weird technique of interviewing where I just, if I hear something, I, I focus on that for a bit, then I jump back to what we're doing. So since you, uh, you know, brought up the whole Hollywood aspect and you did live out in that area, had, did you do you find it easier now that you have the Hollywood connections and everything comic business related is kind of you know, merging into that? Have you found that easier to get you no know, work either way or is, is it still just the mm -hmm. same or? Because you had feet in both before all the streaming services and all that. And yeah, so, um, you know, like, in all honesty, like, it's it's a grind. It's very difficult. Um, and it's really hard to, you know, get produced. Um, uh, you know, I, I did mention to you guys offline that uh, I sold um, a script that's being shot right now in Vancouver. Um, and I'm pretty excited about that. It's an elevated horror Um it's called Dangerous Game, but I don't want to give any more details than that. Um, that that could be a dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, there hasn't been like a formal announcement or anything. But it's, it's just you, hard. Like, Can you mention who's in the movie? Like who the actors are yet or no? If you don't, I'm just saying, if you don't get yourself yeah. in trouble a little bit. No? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I should. So, okay, so, don't um, bother. Stay, yeah, yeah. Stay, stay quiet. You know, it's it's not like... So it's a one-man one man cast. It's all Brian. Yeah, it's, it's a one-man <laughs> show starring me. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and it's a horror. That's why it's a horror. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess in answer to your question, um, it's easier now for comic creators to... Uh, try and make their mark in Hollywood. I think when I first started, uh, you know, even five, six years ago, which, you know, I had been writing for a little while by then, um, comic artists excite executives and make people feel like, oh, wow, you know, you're a creator. But at the end of the day, it's always a hard sell to let them, let the people who um, created the thing write the thing. Um, so I think that's getting better. Um, it's still not a, you know, a slam dunk. And, you know, if you're like a big name person, 
uh, like a really big name, then chances are you have a really big agent who can uh, get you those gigs uh, to write your own material. But I think for, you know, regular folk like myself, it, it's always an uphill battle. And so you just keep on, you know, doing the work and, and hopefully, you know, opportunities, uh, you know, find their way to you. Well, congrats on the, the movie going on uh, this weekend and the filming and that. I hope uh, it works out well for you. I hope we all get to see it as well. It, it'll be on some platform. You know, I don't know if it'll be on like Paramount Plus or just on on demand or you know, who knows where it's going to be. But it'll be somewhere at some point, hopefully next year. Yeah. Uh, OK, so back to Chicken Devil. Uh, obviously, uh, we, we are have a cover for that and we were very happy to get that. Uh, what was your inspiration for that? And, and was it meant to have, like, I mean, obviously, I'm sure every person who's asked you or done a review has compared it to, like, a, a Punisher type thing. Was that mentioned, like, in your intent in the beginning and then just kind of riff off that or? or? 100%. It, it was my attempt to take a trope in comics and film. I mean, not just Punisher, but like, you know, John Wick or Taken yeah. or any of the revenge or sort of uh, genres or that nobody movie right, now. <laughs> right. so so yeah even uh, the movie nobody like he was a badass who knew how to kill so so like uh, the idea for me or, or the the initial thing that got me interested in doing it was the idea that um you know like revenge things are super popular but like in, in reality like what would happen if someone like killed everyone that i loved i would revenge like how would i me brian you know the writer yeah. Uh, go about doing that like I don't have any special skills for killing you know what I mean um so so that's that was sort of the launching pad for um for the concept was take somebody like myself who's a regular guy and put him in a circumstance um where he wants to get revenge and see what happens Um, hopefully (laughs) violence and and hilarity ensue. Now, know. with the with the whole restaurant theme part of it, does that come from you no know, some kind of trauma in your life? Did you work in a fast food place when you were a kid, or? Um, actually, my very first job, um, I was uh, my dad used to uh, live in Texas, and uh, I used to visit him in the summers. And my very first job, I was uh, thirteen, about to turn fourteen. And I lied and said that I was fourteen, so I could work, uh, and I worked at Chick Chick Fil A in Texas in 1984 for two months. Um, so I, I do have some chicken experience going way back, um, but that wasn't really inspiration. <laughs> for me, it was- There's, there's a very was, deep, rich chicken knowledge here. I can really see you pulling off yes, that. Yes, yes, I've, e- I've eaten a lot of chicken in my life. Um, but uh, uh, for me, it, it was it was definitely uh, sort of a uh, part of this whole thing is is a, is a meta conversation I'm having with the audience just about these tropes and yeah. like Breaking Bad is is you know part of the part of the consciousness like an amazing show you know like it's top five show all time um, and so for me it was absolutely uh, sort of taking the concept of El, uh, you know Los Pollos Hermanos and sort of turning it on to you a little bit so it's sort of a nod to that. And, and my uh, next question is, and it, it's kind of a weird one too. It, again, having the restaurant theme to it, was it your guy, your idea, or was it more of the aftershocks idea to have like things like the the recipes in there and the menus and like the the you no know, placemat kind of stuff? Or so I don't know who came up with the idea. There was like a, a big meeting that we all had on Zoom. There was like you know, I would say eight to ten people at, at aftershock. Uh, from all the different, you know, sort of walks of the company. Um, and, 
we just started talking about it, and somebody said, we got to have a recipe. And so I said, I'll make a recipe because I do some cooking. And so one weekend, I actually, you know, I bought a bunch of stuff. I did a bunch of research on hot chicken. And uh, through trial and error, I came up with a recipe for it. So um, there, there is a recipe that exists. Maybe I'll put it online. Um, maybe it'll oh, be in the trade. You should totally do that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have uh, two issues are out. Third <laughs> one's dropping pretty soon. What, what kind of response are you getting? Um, I mean, really, really a, a positive response. In, in some ways, I, I feel like it's like it's almost universally uh, uh, talked about in a positive way, somewhat to my surprise, because, you know, in, in comics, if there's somebody who loves your stuff, there's somebody who hates your stuff. That's just the way it is, you know. So, but it seems like the positive has, has by far outweighed the negative, you know. And even in a lot of the negatives, you know, it tends to be they don't like that genre or they think that somehow I'm not aware of what I'm referencing in it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm ripping something off when really, you know, like trying to have sort of a, a meta conversation about it. <laughs> that, that, that's a, a thing that every artist has to go through no matter what the the field is that somebody who is you no know, paying you or or you no know, wanting your stuff knows more than you right so okay i mean i get it i mean like comic fans are you know they're super loyal they're super like excited about stuff and even when they're negative like it usually comes from like this deep sense of ownership of the material you know and i think part of that is just the culture of comic books because it's, it's a very solitary experience right like you don't share the reading experience with anybody else so you buy these things and then like your magic you know from when you're a child on like like you invest in these worlds so deeply they become a part of you and so you know you you own it like in some ways you own it and so in, in a weird way in this sort of social media driven world where everyone can have a voice and everyone supposedly you know their voice has equal value even if they're not experts um you know, like it gives you the platform to basically defend the things you love about it. And I don't think that's wrong. Like I'm not, this no. is not, you know, but no. I understand that it's a thing that, that we have to sort of understand and, um, and some, sometimes contend with, you know, as creators. Yeah. Well, when, when people are passionate about something, you can't turn it off. Right. So if they're passionate about it in a positive way, they're going to be passionate about it in a negative way too. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. All right, Ty, yes. I've been talking a lot. Do you have a question like that? Yeah, I think you're a little bit starstruck there. Um, well, I mean, jumping, jump, jumping way back, um, like you said, you worked on some DC stuff. Uh, one of the things that got me back into comics years ago was the Injustice comic series. So, and I believe you did year five, if I'm not correct. Uh, four so or I, five? So I took, I took over halfway through the third year. The third year, okay. Uh, yeah, like uh, um, Tom, obviously, he did an amazing job. He created, like, he set the template. He, I mean, like, I just, I came in and tried not to screw it up. That's kind of how I always uh, describe it, uh, because it was so like specific and well done, and in Tom's voice. Uh, but he just was so busy that that he had to, you know, he had to give it give it up. And so I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to take over, and you know, it was a fun in its own right for me because I felt like I got to write, you know, all of the. Uh, uh, all of the DC characters in one book mm -hmm. who Tom had killed off, you know? Um, so that was fun. And then I got to kill off a few of my own. So it was a great experience. Yeah. So I, I guess so what I'm saying one. sort of is just, thanks for getting me back into comics. That was, uh, that was uh, a nice little happening. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, 
when you when you take over for somebody in a you know halfway through a series or a series that they've already started is that harder for you do you find instead of trying to do your own thing like are you feeling like you're always trying to measure up or is it do you don't feel that pressure and you just go on your own but still kind of hold the original idea in their head like taking over something halfway through a a volume compared to taking over something you know, a fresh run of it yeah, I mean, there, there was no pressure on my end. I mean, for me, it was it was a fun challenge, you know, like uh, there was a basic design for how he saw the the end of year three. And that's that's all he had in his head. Um, so uh, for me, you know, uh, there, you know, they were late on the book there. There was artists drawing. And so like, there's no time to really like worry about, you know, am I going to live up to expectations? Like whatever, like, you know, uh, I, I do the best job I can with everything that I, I write. and hopefully people like it. And so like, I'm okay if they don't. So I just jumped in and I tried to make the best version uh, that I could uh, in year three, finishing out what he started. And then year four, um, you know, uh, that challenge was how do you take something like, you know, the very, Injustice was very specific in that. Um, we all know how it ends because the, the series ends with the beginning of the game. Yeah. So like all the all those pieces have to be there at the very end, and so it's like how do you find something interesting uh, to talk about in the in that sort of uh, five year period, uh, you know, from the opening cutscene of uh, uh, you know of uh, the death of um, of, uh, of Lois and, and and Joker. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> how, how do you uh, how do you fill, how do you fill in those gaps? And so for me, you know, like. Uh, year four, I, I I was like, well, what hasn't been talked about so far? And for me, like the gods ankle, I, I was always a big fan of like, you know, classic mythology and, you know, like Greek mythology, Norse mythology. So I was like, let's do that. You know, I mean, that like we have an entree with Wonder Woman. Um, there's an opportunity to tell a different side of the story. And plus, let's be honest, like it's really hard to challenge Superman. He's kind of super. So, you yes. know, like how to find ways to challenge Superman. And so uh, that's what uh, year four was. And then year five was really, you know, like how do we we've done all this stuff. How do we get it back to um, where it needs to be at the end? You know, um, I, I, it's funny because sometimes I'll read like uh, a review, like will pop up and they'll like criticize year five. Like, you know, like it ends, so it ends up just like, you know, like the game or nothing happened. And I'm like, well, we couldn't like, you know, that's kind of what the deal was. That's what it is. You know, like, <laughs> like I couldn't, you know, no one could change that. And so I think some people just probably uh, might, might not have, uh, played the game and may not have had that expectation where it's like, you know, um, yeah, you're working backwards from, from an ending. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, overall it was a great experience. Like I, I really enjoyed my time on that and I felt like I wrote enough of the issues that, um, uh, I was able to walk away thinking, you know, that, that I did a good job and, and, and I enjoyed myself and hopefully some people liked it, you know? Cool. You can go with that. Uh, well, so I guess a counterpoint to that, after working on someone else's, having that template, what's it like going on something like Chicken Devil that is totally brand new? Do you like having more of that freedom where you can just say, you know, this is a fun idea, I'm just going to toss this out there and see what sticks? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there's different types of writers. Uh, I can only speak for myself, and, and, you know, I'd always much rather work on something that I've created the world for. Um, that's just me. I, I know there's some people like their, their dream is to write Batman or their dream is to write the X-Men, you know, or, or write a, you know, I don't know, write a 
James Bond movie, which I would totally do. But um, do you have a character you haven't written yet that you still want to? Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I've got hundreds of documents in, in my computer, you know, that are in various stages. And a part of it, it's usually like, how do I, where does this, where does this idea, where does this concept belong? What format, you know? Um, and there's always challenges, you know, when you're, when you do it yourself, uh, creating stuff yourself, then you have the added pressure of you have to find an artist, you have to find a publisher, you have, you know, like there's certain things that you have to do. And then, you know, depending on the publisher, you know, you, you get something and you give something up, you know, so it's either you, you co-own the rights, or if you go image, you, you own all the rights, but you have to do all the work, you have to edit it, you have to do the, you know, the marketing. So like each path that you choose, and, and, I've, and I've done different ones, right? I've had two image books, I've had a book with Aftershock, I, I self-published one before image that I did on my own, like, uh, and then sold it at cons. So like, I've done different uh, paths, but each one has its own unique challenge. And so for me, it's not, you know, do I have something that I haven't done? I've got a million things. It's just, you know, when and where will those opportunities uh, uh, surface? How about like an established character? Like I know you've worked for Marvel and DC and, and Image and that. Is there somebody there that you haven't done yet? Like, no, like I know yeah, you've, I, done, I, you've done pretty much everybody, but is there somebody I, there you I've haven't? Never, I've, never written, I've never written for Marvel. Like I've only colored comic oh. books uh, oh, okay. time as, a color, as a colorist uh, for Marvel. Um, so I've never written any Marvel characters. Um, yeah, I mean, like my favorite book growing up was X-Men. So like, you know, um, unfortunately I'm so detached from, from what Marvel's doing in the comics that I have no idea where they are and what, you know, like for yeah. me, I think of X-Men, I think of, of John Byrne and, and Dave, and Dave Cockrum and Chris Claremont and That's Paul Smith, yeah. you know, like that, that whole pantheon of, of, uh, uncanny stuff. So, so for me, you know, I don't even know where I would fit in that, but you know, who wouldn't want to, to write the X-Men, um, who wouldn't want to take a stab at, you know, Spider-Man or the Hulk, you know, like there, there's really interesting stories to be told for plenty of characters, da you know, Daredevil would be, would be a great one, you know. Are you, um, are you strictly looking at just writing nowadays? Or are you still, would you still do artist work or? No, well, I've never, I've never really been, uh, as good as I wanted to be as an artist. Um, and so like one thing I realized, like I have some art ability, right. But one thing I realized pretty early on is that, um, I can never be as great artist as I wanted to be because literally like the thing about drawing is, is, um, you have to be able to see the world in shapes and then use drafting skills with your hand to translate that on a, onto, a, you know, onto, a, uh, an iPad or a piece of paper or whatever and yeah. I could do it somewhat but I, I couldn't do it uh the way I wanted to do it like you know like my 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 own personal um uh, expectations for myself like I'm a pretty harsh critic of myself and yeah. I, I, I knew I could you know, I was realistic I, I knew I couldn't achieve those things um which is why you know writing feels more natural to me because there's there is zero barriers in writing right it like it's just a matter of if I can think of it I can do it yeah, that's the only that's the only challenge. You know, if I if I can think of the thing uh, and then I can solve it and then I can do it where it's drawing like um, it's hard. And, you know, there are there are limitations that, that I, I could never uh, surmount. And, you know, when I look at other people's art and like, you know, you go to, you go to comic conventions and you see what their samples. It's like I can tell immediately if somebody actually has the ability to turn them turn into 
um, a professional artist. Right. Um, nine times out of ten. I mean, I'm not obviously I'm not God. I'm not perfect, but uh, you can generally tell if they have what it takes. Um, and unfortunately, in life, or in, in comics and and that type of art, um, the eye that you need to be able to see that is what's required to be a good artist. So a lot of people think they can be an artist, but they actually they they don't know that they can't be professional artists. So that's a tough thing for. Uh, when when I you know when I see art and I see people really trying to do something because you don't want to discourage them you don't want to say hey you know you probably yeah. don't have what it takes yeah um, but like, you know like pro sports or athletes same thing yeah absolutely it's yeah. freaking hard hard to draw and you know what so my, what I usually do is and this usually will cut through the chase I'll ask to see sequential pages because invariably it's going to be people with pinups you know like yeah. they, they, everyone wants to do the money shot. Yeah, um, and so if you if you basically tell them, well, you've got to draw a lot of pages, and you have to do interiors, you have to do sequentials. Generally, I think that sort of um, eliminates most people because they you know they don't have the uh, uh, the stick-to-tiveness to do it. You know, right? Very cool. What is um, Besides the Chicken Devil going on and your movie going on, do you got other stuff in the works? Like, uh, do you have another book that's coming out, or are you shopping around? Or uh, I am. I have some pitches in to different people. Um, I, I'm I'm working on something. You know, I'm always working on a few different things. I have. Uh, I'm working on something with uh, my buddy Kyle Higgins. Uh, we have to find the time to actually uh, execute it. Um, I did a. I wrote a book for Legendary. It's a a graphic novel. Um, it, it was announced. It's called Head Wounds. Um, it's basically uh, working with these two uh, writers from outside of comics uh, and, and uh, their buddy Oscar Isaac. So it was like a whole really cool experience working with Legendary and, and Oscar and uh, John and Bob. And uh, basically they needed somebody who understood the medium to take you know all these ideas and all these things they developed and turn it into a cohesive graphic novel. Uh, and Christian Ward did the art. It, it looks phenomenal. Like it looks really, really good. And that's supposed to come out next year. Um, next year in like twenty twenty two or or twenty twenty three. Absolutely. Yeah, the art's all done. So it's okay. it's got like it's gonna come out in twenty twenty two. Um, and and then um, I'm working on something with Valiant that I don't think has been announced yet, so I couldn't tell you what it is. Okay. Um, and you know, just beyond that, it's just the the usual hustle of pitching things and yeah, you know, seeing what sticks where. Do you uh, have you had people kind of uh, approaching you a little bit, or any kind of rumors of uh, um, streaming services or anything like that in the Chicken Devil book? Because uh, I mean, I know for myself that when I read it, I, I see that transferring over pretty easy. Well, even on our show, I mean, people have said that they could see this translating super easily. Super easily. Yeah, I mean, um, so when you were after after I handles all that. So I, I know they're talking to people. I know they're doing the thing that, that you know, companies do when, when they try to expose their material and their IP um, mm -hmm. to the marketplace. So I know that uh, things are in the works. I don't have any uh, updates or anything, but I, I do know that there, uh, there are uh, people out there who have some degree of interest. And, you know, if, if a deal gets made, a deal gets made. Um, but that would be really cool if they did. And do you, my do cast you get choice. Do Hold you on, get my casting choice? Oh, okay. Yeah, saying stuff like, do you get like you said casting choice or? Uh, no, I, I, I get no say. In, I get I get no say in it. I I own half of it, so I would I would uh, participate in the profit, you know. Okay. Uh, but I don't get any say in anything. 
uh, unless they want to hire me as a writer, which I would hope that uh, I would have that opportunity. Like that would be huge for me to be able to uh, be a part of the next step. But uh, there's no guarantees. So but my who casting choice, Mitch? Who's Mitch? Uh, Jake Johnson. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 That, I can totally I see that. That's who I would do. I mean, the the visual uh, character is was, is a little more Oscar Isaac, but uh, you know, like he's he's doing so many cool things. Like you know, I. I uh, I'm trying to be realistic, you know. I think he might be aiming, aiming too high for Oscar, even, even though you know I have talked to him. Uh, do you think if it uh, if it were going to screen, um, do you do you see that exact same like Chicken Devil mascot costume, or would you think there'd be some kind of alterations? Uh, I, I mean, it all depends on, on on who's in charge, you know. Like, I, I think there's more of a chance of it being true to the comic than it. Than, than maybe five ten years ago, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there, there may be even a better version of it. You know what I mean? Like I, I did my own concept designs that I, that I uh, gave to to Hayden, and then he did his own thing. Uh, you know, sort of riffing off of. Uh, you know, I don't even know if he took any of, of what I did uh, in his design because, like, his what he ended up with was so iconic that like it's it's freaking cool. But there could be another version that's just as uh, interesting. Okay, be, being a comic book nerd guy, what what would be more of a and not thinking financially, but what would hit you more in the in the feelings there? A a chicken movie or chicken devil movie first, or a chicken devil action figure line? <laughs> Definitely movie. Oh, Definitely okay. movie. I gotta say, I do like, love like, that cover. They got chicken devil action figure. I've yet to track that one down. That's a pretty cool one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, yeah, because I think you know, like movies, just movies are are really close to my heart. Like I love, I look on the movies. So seeing Chicken Devil on the big screen would be huge. Even if it was on the on the you know a TV show, it would still be huge. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, I don't want to take too much of your time because uh, me and Tyler have a way of you no know, talking forever, just bouncing back and forth. But <laughs> is, is there Tyler anything you would like to say more and? Um, um, well, yeah, I mean, in, in the vein of, you know, talking about future Chicken Devil, um, what what do you see for, like, the Chicken Devil comic going forward beyond, you know, the issue four, if anything? Uh, I definitely see uh, another volume. Um, I don't think anything's official uh, yet, but I feel like odds are uh, way in favor of there being a second volume. Um, and yeah. so, unfortunately, I can't, like until blink, blink twice if you can say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there's nothing like official, official, but I have worked out what, what the second volume is, and uh, we are encouraged by the sales. Uh, so, so uh, the odds are highly in our favor that we'll have a second volume, and that's the real that's the real part about comics that's uh, kind of tough, right? Is that um, it's not an enormous marketplace. Um, and there's so many comics out there and as, you know, as a bunch of guys who, you know, obviously, uh, do this for a living, you have a limited budget for the comics that you purchase every month. And, and so, you know, uh, that's why number ones do so well, right? Because there's always the, the prospect of, for the collector, for but sure. there's also the prospect for the store to, to sell through. So like, you know, issue, issue four of something is, is a much harder sell than an issue one of something. So it's like those those are realities, and but the sales we've gotten so far are encouraging, you know. So so uh, you know, 
don't be surprised if they announce a second volume well, at some well, point. You know, fingers don't crossed. be surprised if we, uh, if when they announce it, we try and get a, a cover with you again. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do, I do think that if we do a second volume, I want to call it Chicken Devils with an S. That's the only spoiler. Ooh. Oh, okay. That yeah. sounds good. Like, like yeah. a Robin. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never, never know. That's awesome. Like a foghorn, uh, leghorn type deal. Before we, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Uh, I was commenting on Chicken Hawk. I, I don't think that he's uh, he's PC anymore. I don't think you can really <laughs> do the foghorn, <laughs> leghorn anymore. It, there's not much you can do nowadays. Uh, um, was there anything you'd like to say before we we sign off on that? Anything you want to point out or draw attention to, or where can people you know find you and all that stuff? I mean, I'm on I'm on Twitter. You know, I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Brian Booch is generally how you can find me. B O O C H phonetically. So I, I will say one thing. So when you introduce me, I have to then now correct you on how, what the proper pronunciation of my. Oh, name is. See, I, I was going to ask you about it, and I'm so sorry. It's okay. It Most people don't get it right the first time. It's Buccellato. So oh, it's like Buch, Okay. Booch, okay. and then a lot O. Because okay. yeah. uh, I, I work with Italians. I'm a hairdresser. And I even asked them to see <laughs> if I was hair right. And they said I was. So I do apologize. So. No, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, uh, um, It's not the first time. Definitely won't be the last. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I didn't um, offend you. But no, I, I, don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. I mean, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. So uh, I appreciate you making time. I've enjoyed this a lot, and uh, hopefully we can do it again. Sounds good. I'm around. Awesome. Tyler, you sign off, and, and uh, uh, you stick around for a second. I, I want to talk to you for a second, too, if that's all right. All right. Perfect. Awesome. Well, there we go. That's, uh, that's our half-hour interview with Brian Cicillato. <laughs> 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 we'll uh, see everyone again later. Thanks, guys. See you later.